0: The FT. This week, an unusual tweet excited scientists around the world. Feli, a probe launched 10 years ago, had woken up, more than six months after landing on Comet 67P. I'm Andrew Jack from the Financial Times, and I'm here with Clive Cookson, our science editor, to discuss the significance of the last few days. Clive, what's all the fuss about, really? This European space mission
1: has really caught the world's imagination. So I think, although there's an important scientific basis of this, part of the fuss is that using social media, as you say, tweeting, the European Space Agency and its scientists have really fired up the world in an almost romantic way, if you can be romantic about a robotic object like a comet lander. This is all playing out... About two hundred million kilometres from Earth, the Rosetta mothership, which, as you say, was launched ten years ago, went into orbit around this rather obscure comet. Well, at least it was obscure until now. Called 67P, it went into orbit last summer. It put Philae onto the surface in November. It lived for about sixty hours then went to sleep because it had landed in the shadow of a deep cliff and there wasn't enough sunlight to activate its batteries or keep them charged. But the mission scientists were hopeful that when the comet got closer to the sun, there would be more light and it would reactivate. I personally didn't believe it, but I was wrong, luckily.
0: And what do you think, what are the expectations of what we'll learn from feli? now it is starting to transmit again? Comets contain material
1: left over from the formation of the solar system originally, about four and a half billion years ago. It's pretty pristine material. And the first time that any man-made probe has landed on a comet should give us a very good idea about the physical and chemical composition of that original material. That's the main scientific point.
0: What, if anything, is already understood about the
1: composition of comets? They contain a mixture of rock, carbon, and ice or water, and different comets contain those in different amounts. One of the most interesting questions is whether the carbon compounds, organic compounds, the basis of life, whether Philae might find some organic chemical structures that could be precursors of life, because scientists looking for the origins of life on Earth are very interested to know to what extent Earth might have been seeded, not necessarily by microbes, that's a bit fanciful, but by organic compounds that could somehow have started self-organising into life forms. Another question is the origins of all the water on Earth. How much of it was in the Earth when it formed and how much of it was in comets which contain a lot of ice and in the early ages of the Earth there were a lot of comets bombarding the planet.
0: Now, it turns out Philae is the name originally of an island in the Nile where they found an obelisk that was bilingual and that helped crack the Rosetta code. Do you think there's maybe a little bit too much almost of spin and PR in order to raise public excitement and attention through the naming, through this use of tweets and so on?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, there's a great tradition. In the 1960s, during the space race with the Soviet Union, NASA really invented almost the art of scientific and technological PR. And space has always been accompanied by this sort of thing. The European Space Agency has really taken it on board. But NASA too, I mean, you may remember a couple of summers ago when NASA landed its Mars rovers, and it came up with the seven minutes of terror that the probe would have to endure going through the Martian atmosphere before landing. So I think it is part and parcel of engaging people with space science, even when people are not involved for unmanned robotic missions like this one.
0: Of course, to be clear, Philae itself isn't actually tweeting, is it? It's sending back a series of technical readings that then are being interpreted by humans.
1: I think they did pre-program a tweet so that if it woke up again it would automatically tweet but no it's not got the artificial intelligence actually to think up a tweet no as you say i mean it is all partly a show by ESA, but i think quite an entertaining one
0: and are we expecting some striking images fairly soon to come out of all this
1: Well, that's the question. I mean, at the moment, the mission controllers are only managing to get very short bursts of radio contact. And it remains to be seen, I'm afraid, whether any really good scientific investigations or really good images emerge. They might. And if the power comes back on, the scientists will first of all activate the low power experiments. And if they really are lucky, they'll activate the drill because above all, they'd like to drill into the surface and see what's there.
0: So, something like 1.4 billion euros in total for this mission over more than a decade. In terms of the science and the public excitement, has it been worth it?
1: I think it's been well worth it. If you put it as 140 million euros per year, I think in terms of PR value, educational value, exciting adults and school children about science, yes, it has been well worth it.
0: Clive Cookson, thank you very much.
1: For more downloads, go to. Ft.com forward slash podcasts. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.,